0: still buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages i am riley smurl i'm sydney mcroy
1: and i'm taylor smurl well sisters it's a very special week here at still buffering it is a special week that's right we, we have a guest yay Yay! riley has brought a fellow teen
0: now we are officially half teen here on this podcast <laughs> whoa 50% wait, teen
2: wait, we've got to call in recruits Sid. they're overtaking <laughs> oh us. no
1: they're equal <laughs> teens to adults
0: this is dangerous. Um,
1: Riley, would you like to introduce your fellow teen?
0: Yes, this is my friend Elizabeth, my fellow teen. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to our show.
3: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited.
0: We're excited to have another teen here uh, for, for this special in. week, a special time.
3: Yes. <laughs> That's because we're celebrating
1: Pride this week.
0: Yay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Happy Pride. Woo. Uh, and it, it's it been like, like, I mean, the whole month. We're like late to the party, I feel yeah. like. We are. Well,
2: the party. If you were in New York, the party was last night and the day before. So you know, if I sound a little scratchy, that's because I I pride it out. I'm all I'm all
1: pride out. She's like, all proud. proud proud hard. Uh, yeah. So I guess maybe if you partied too hard, this is like a nice thing to like listen to while you're recovering. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> while you're. I don't know. Getting over your your hangovers or whatever. Um. Getting getting all too much that glitter. Pride. Yeah. All
2: the glitter out of your hair, spoiler alert, it, it will never go away ever. It's, I have a buildup of about four years of pride. It will always be there.
1: You know, you have that same problem when you do theater long enough. Uh-huh. I believe that. There's just <laughs> glitter yeah. in your house <laughs> mm-hmm. forever on your clothes. It's just there.
2: It's to the point where it's on my cat like permanently, and I feel really bad about that, but also <laughs> not so bad. But also, beautiful. do you? <laughs> no. He's a fancy guy. He deserves. I bet, a glitter I bet on Jack his likes plus. it. Yeah, I bet Jack. I into think that. he does.
1: I think he's okay with. It. Uh, so yeah, so we are we're celebrating Pride, and um, we thought we would do an episode. One of the I think that this is especially relevant to what we talk about on this show because things have changed a great deal since I was a teenager, which. I guess it's just, it's longer and longer ago. (laughs) Every episode, really, it gets longer ago. (laughs) 84 years ago when I was a teenager. Um, And the idea of, I think, like when I think back to some of my friends in high school, of them being able to not not just celebrate pride, like go to parties. I mean what, what it really means, like to have pride and to be comfortable with who they were and telling everybody about it. I don't think that was true for a lot of my friends and I would hope that is something that has changed now. I would hope that things are different, but I, that's what our show is about. Yeah, talking
0: about those differences. So, yeah. And I mean, I personally can't talk about those myself because I'm not a part of that community. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have grown up straight. So, I can't talk about those. <laughs> Obviously, mm-hmm. but I still yeah. want to celebrate pride because I support the community and everyone who is proud of who they are. So that's why we brought Elizabeth today, because she can talk about those differences, I think, better than than I can.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, and you know what, Riley, though, well-meaning allies are are very intrinsic to pride as well. Yeah, like definitely. it is a celebration for the community, but also people that support it and protect it.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. Tay. Yeah. <laughs> so You are a part of pride. Oh, you know. Well, but it's important, and and we we recognize right away when we're talking about um, something like this. You can't you can't represent everybody, right? Unless mm-hmm. we did a podcast with everybody,
0: which I would love to do. That would be yeah. a,
1: a very um, disorganized podcast. <laughs> I think it'd be very
0: loud. You might need a be room too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> more much bigger studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: I think it would be a really cool panel at, like, a convention that would be totally doable. So someday we should try to, like, make that happen. Or, hey, if you have a convention, you want to still buffer a panel, reach out to us. But, yeah. Wait, with everybody?
0: With everybody.
1: Not everybody. Like, like, a
2: proper amount of people that you can have a good, like, round table of discussions yeah. about, you know.
1: But I think sometimes it can be compelling to hear just, like, personal stories. And so we recognize these are not stories that represent everybody's experience, um with pride or with coming out or any of that. This is more just like we have two two people who are gonna kinda share their stories and experiences and contrasting then and now and um and we'll I think that's cool too. I think that's fun to talk about. So Yeah.
0: And that's what we do anyways. Yeah. So All right. <laughs> just our show but but pride. Yeah. Basically. So um Taylor
1: would, yes. would, uh, can I start with you? That's fine. I'm here. Is that, <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> that's,
2: that's, I did sign up for this.
1: You're a representative former teen. Yes. Yes. Um, t- teen from long ago. Do you think what I kind of started with that characterization of the way things were back in the late nineties, early two thousands, do you think that's fair to say things were a little different?
0: I, I would agree with that.
2: I mean, I was not out in high school and I, I, I had, I have all the admiration in the world for, for kids today that are um because i think you know a lot of times you get that question like well when did you know and i, I feel like it's like uh, you always know like there's just, you always know to some facet like hey i'm definitely not a straight person so i definitely was aware i think since i was old enough to be like i think i like the sailor scouts in a different way than other people like the sailor scouts <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh yeah but i just you know like it was there were there were a few people like in my class that were out, but even then it was almost like it was still like it was used as a slur, like which just is, is messed up. Like I was, I was made fun of as people like calling me like, oh, I think she she's a lesbian. You know, you don't know. Like it's so, like that was like a thing. I was like, well, maybe that's true, but also wait, why is that a bad thing? I don't want to say anything. So it was a it was a weird Mm -hmm. time like there was a cultural relevancy like we had shows like will and grace on tv so it's like look gay people are in our living room but also boy i hope you (laughs) aren't one like you know there was still that thought like you were gonna lose some quality to your life by being out and that was really scary to me as a kid
1: um did you so there are kind of two arenas to this there's like home and there's school did you feel that way at home
2: I don't think I felt that way, I guess I, this, I feel like it was really messed up to say because the fact is like when I finally did come out to like mom and dad as queer, they were both like, I think it was like partially like, we love you anyway, thank you like for telling us, like we love you and support you, also we knew, like it was just also like, <laughs> no, no kidding, really? I actually think like in college there were times where mom would sit me down like and I was going through a lot of depression, a lot of like issues, like like mental health issues. Like like honey, is it maybe that you're not straight? Is that part of it? (laughs) Which was totally part of it. But I was like, No, I can't believe you'd say that. Like, you know. I I
1: I remember having those conversations with you and be like, Tay, if you know (laughs) that if you were gay, we would be totally fine, right? Like you know (laughs) that, right? (laughs) And, And you I think your usual reaction was I don't ever want to talk about that with you, okay? I don't want to talk about sex ever. Please don't talk about that. <laughs> it was like, don't talk about anything in the relationship, sexual, any no. realm with me.
2: <laughs> well, and that's the other thing. It's like, and I'm sure there are people out there that can relate to this. Yes, I was aware that I was definitely not straight, but I was also aware that I was really afraid of anything sexual. So it's like, I want to like come to terms with this part of me. But even even if I was like super confident and comfortable in being queer I'd also be like but I'm afraid of touching other people (laughs) but yeah but so I don't I definitely think like with the home front I I was afraid that in some way I was failing and that's that's messed up to say I realize that there's there's nothing wrong with your your identity but I that was I think as a kid I felt like maybe I because I'm not like I'm not uh I I am attracted to people across the gender spectrum um I don't believe in a and a bi ginger binary and i you know so it's not it's also that like that and i think other like bi people can identify with this like well maybe i should just try harder to like the opposite sex because if that's in my wheelhouse then and that makes life easier and that's not going to put pressure on my family to like accept me maybe that's what i should do so that was a very hard conflicted confusing time and school was just like a no man's land like school was just like you know we went to school in West Virginia I mean we all did but <laughs> that was a scarier place back then I think to come out as anything other than super straight <laughs> did you tell any of your friends? No and I, I could even say and I I, I wouldn't want to name uh, I there was a, a very close friend of mine that uh, I think even tried to have that conversation with me because I actually would say that maybe they were in the same place as me and one of my regrets is that I was not more open to like discuss that with them because I think it was it was just as much them hoping that I was in the same place as trying to help me for where I was so Mm -hmm. no it was it was just super not something I
1: was willing to talk to anybody about um so when you when you talk about coming out that was really just something you recently did Right, I was I was
2: definitely like out with my, my restaurant family, my friends in New York, like people up here. I, I think, you know, like I, I wanted to go to school in New York. And I, I think a big reason for that, honestly, was that I felt like it was going to, in my mind, it was built up as a place where that was going to be a lot easier to be. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I would definitely want to go to art school. I definitely wanted to come to the city for lots of reasons. But I don't think I realized at the time how much of my reasoning was this is probably going to be a place where I can be myself. Like, that was a large part of my reason for wanting to come here in the first place. Sure. So, yeah. So it was, like, I think, you know, once I got here and, like, especially in art school, like, (laughs) nobody thinks they're straight in art school. That's that's (laughs) hyperbole, but I think that's actually kind of true. Like, I was like, I'm probably not straight. Like, probably not me either. Great. (laughs) Like, let's figure this out. Uh, But but there was that kind of disconnect between like my my life back home and my friends back in West Virginia and then my life here where I could be more open about the fact that I was I, I guess pansexual is a good term I like queer because it relates to my gender identity as much as who I'm attracted to but you know like I I so I've been out in New York longer than I was out to the people that I love the most my family which I also regret I have many regrets <laughs> but,
1: And I, yeah that, that's okay I think as a non-expert, I think you have to do this at your own pace that you're comfortable with. Well, that's and what I, I would say.
2: I think I also try to do like the sneaky outing of myself. Like, but what if I just look super gay? Maybe <laughs> <just think it> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Can I just like, like you know, like I I remember like one of those th- moments that I kind of realized is like I thought I had a I, I thought I was attracted to this uh this boy that I went to school with uh in in uh, college, and I realized it's just that. I really just wanted to look like him because he was like a cool punk dude and I was like that's just the aesthetic that I want and I started dressing that way and it's like come on guys I've, I'm making every signal but that's you know that not to put like the way you express yourself in a box that was just my desperate like sure. late teens early 20s ways of like just pe- people figure it out for me because I'm terrified to say it out loud
1: <laughs> Um, to kind of contrast that I think this would be a good time to talk about Elizabeth your your experience with kind of coming to terms with who you were and telling your family about that well
3: um i mean noticing that like already we have a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. despite the age difference like you know i felt a lot of that same like i can't tell anyone that's weird everyone like uses it kind of as a slur like in middle school and like coming into high school i was like okay i've got to like boys which one and -hmm. like there was this one i remember he had like Light curly hair. He was beautiful. He wore like button-up cool shirts. He was like super hipster. <laughs> Everyone like loved him, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the one I want to date." But then I kind of realized I was like, "Maybe I just want to be him." And so <laughs> now I'm kind of that. So yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I think the main difference is like it's just a lot more accepting, whether that was how it was kind of back then or not. Like mm-hmm. I think it, I've definitely made it like that, and I always kind of when I was younger and coming to terms with it, I was like, you know, I'm going to go off to college. I'm going to be that. I can kind of escape. But then I was like, wait, what if I just live for right now and I be myself and I be okay with that? And, you know, and I did. And I found people to, like, Mm -hmm. be okay with it. And then everyone was and, like, no one even really talks about it. Like, they do. But, like, that's not all of me. Like, it's just a part of me. It's a pillar of my house, you know? Sure. So I think... But I think it's definitely similar. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you talked about that fear before we started of of like if I tell people, then this will become all that I am. Yeah. Do you think that's a common concern, especially think, when you're younger?
3: Yeah, I think that was like a thing for everyone. Like you know, when I was little, I had so many things that I wanted to be, and like gay mm-hmm. wasn't one of them. You know, and but that doesn't have knowing that that doesn't have to be all of who you are. Is like a really reassuring thing, and something that like I wished I would have known at a younger age, and like it's just okay to be yourself, mm-hmm. and like just finding that is just a really liberating thing.
1: Yeah, Taylor, I think you had voiced some of that concern at some point too that that coming out somehow meant that that was all you, that was it, that 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 had to define everything about you.
2: Yeah, absolutely, because I think you know it. It's for me, it, it was. It wasn't easy, but I think I could justify it as like, well, I'm not a very, like, I'm not a very relationshipy person anyway. I'm not a very sexual person. So it's easy to just kind of squash this part down and ignore it because it's already not a huge part of who I am. And, you know, most of my daily life is not defined by that, but I, I, that's, that's still squashing down any part of yourself and hoping it goes (laughs) away is, is it healthy or good or, or a thing you should ever do? And I, yeah, but I totally understand what you're saying. Like, that was my fear. Like oh no then that's that's it
1: that's all I am like in uh, professional fields and whatever and well I think that's very legitimate because you think about like the converse so people who are straight don't have to have like they don't have to declare that you don't have a yeah. moment so the the way you know the way is that you coming out is straight that's not a thing. <laughs> no it's not a thing and so the way that you talk about people who are straight is just naturally like whatever you know about them. They like to do this. They're into this. This is what their hair color is, whatever, whatever whatever you choose Mm -hmm. to define them by. And that that is true that, you know, a lot of times, especially I think when we were when we were younger, Taylor, and hopefully this is something that is changing, that if you knew somebody who was actually out, that became the thing everybody knew about them. And you began to forget other things that maybe you knew about them before because that was the thing that was notable because so few people were out. It was like in high school, like there were those five kids that you knew were and that was it because, you know. And so I can see that being a legitimate fear, you know. Um, Yeah. When you, Elizabeth, when you told your friends, how was that? What was that like?
3: Um, I mean, I think I only actually had to tell like three people. Um, I remember, like, that first person I told, uh, you know, I cried, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, a really emotional thing, but, like, people kind of already knew, like, you know, (laughs) and I'm sure most people who are gay and have come out, like, kind of relate to that, too, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it was hard, and, like, I just made it up to be, like, this big thing when it really doesn't have to be. It's just, like, you know, it's just something that happens, and it's just who I am. Yeah. But it was hard, but...
1: Do you think it was easier with friends or with your family?
3: Definitely family. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Um, I think because I was out to my friends long before like I was to my parents. And like that was such a big thing. And it really like ate away at me without me even kind of knowing. Like but once I did like I feel like I can just be so much more of myself and Mm -hmm. not be as afraid. And like I, I never realized that that would be, you know, a thing that comes with that. But um. And, like, I never actually got to have that moment with my parents. Like, me being like, okay, guys, I'm gay. Uh-huh. Um, they actually sat me down and told me that I'm gay. So that was <laughs> <laughs> kind of shocking. But, I mean, it You got actually it- listened to your parents. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So that was interesting and unexpected. But, you know, I think, you know, it was time. And I just needed that extra knowledge. So I guess the universe was like, okay, this is going <laughs> to happen now. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. That's
1: that's good though because I, I have to assume that was a supportive way of hey we know this about
3: you. <laughs> yes and no like I mean it also came with a lot of questions about other things mm-hmm. and I think from like the beginning I had a lot of support from my dad which I'm so thankful for and I think for anyone a part of the community like having at least one member of your family giving you that support and showing you that love is just so important and like everyone else can be against you but like as long as you have that one person like it'll just mm-hmm. open so many doors and yeah. make you so much happier so I think I just have a lot of thanks to give him. But, I mean, eventually my mom came around, too. But it's still kind of...
1: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, hopefully... I what We talk about this a lot on the show. Things that I already see, like, you're all's generation, you and Riley. That it's true that you all just kind of accept and believe that for us was kind of a change we saw over time. And then if you go a generation beyond us, mm-hmm. they're still kind of out of touch with my hope would be that you know we will get to a day where nobody has to come around but i think we're Mm -hmm. still i mean gosh i'm not that old (laughs) and when taylor when you were talking about like the even the word gay being used like as a derogatory word i mean that was on tv when like in the early 2000s like this wasn't that long ago that that this was just like casually thrown in and i i go back and watch old tv shows you Riley, I know you marathon friends. Yeah, but
0: there's a lot of (laughs) questionable stuff that was on mainstream television. Yeah. I think what less than twenty years ago? Yeah, constantly. And I mean I
1: it didn't and it was something that while I was not using that language, I it did not occur to me was happening when I was watching these shows at the time. Things have changed so fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So but your all generation is like dragging everybody forward in a good way. I mean that in a good way. You're like forcing everybody to like, hey. (laughs) let's grow up and you know mature and accept each other and be adults in a good Mm way
3: yeah and I think that's awesome like I'm so fortunate to like be grown up in a time where like you know it's kind of okay now Mm -hmm. and like I can kind of be myself and you know find who I am besides scared and gay (laughs) (laughs) I've I've really like you
2: still have a ton of courage to do what you've done and I, I hope you just fully embrace that like you're, thank you. you're amazing mm-hmm. and I'm so glad you have supportive people in your life but you should also just be so proud of yourself well, thank mm-hmm. you very much
1: because I really think it, it is true that it's you, you have to have supportive people but I think Taylor we, what we've kind of reflected on is there were even times in your life where you had you know like our family support but you still weren't ready no And and, (laughs) which is fine. But I think that that part of that is a product of what you grew up with, like the whole culture around you and the messages that you get that aren't necessarily overt. It's all the secret ways that our culture had has just reinforced like heteronormativity for so long. Mm -hmm. Right and you you kind of embody that when you're young and to suddenly like be able to see outside of that it's hard i imagine the first time that you realize you're attracted to someone of the same sex like that that has to be difficult to understand at first i would think like yeah. to figure out how how yeah. am i feeling what am i feeling
3: it's definitely a lot of like okay now i gotta suppress this and like mm-hmm. never yeah. talk about it <laughs> so that's definitely the main emotion that comes with that but like also just fear and like confusion mm-hmm. um, but-
2: I, I felt like I lost the ability to communicate with other women for a while because some part of me felt I don't, inauthentic or dangerous or something like, oh, you know, like, I I want to be your friend, but oh, no, what if I'm secretly in love with you? That's not fair to you. Like, I it was just a weird, like like, I lost a lot of friends, I think, even like people that I had in high school because I just didn't know how to be in friendships with women without having this fear, like, but what if in some way... I make this inappropriate because of because i'm in some way wrong and like it's better for me just not to be close to other women because i don't i don't want to have that and you know be disingenuous with you
3: mm-hmm. yeah i i feel that a lot because like i think my biggest fear was like thinking that like other people thinking that i was attracted to them or coming on to them so i like for my whole freshman year i just was in my room alone i didn't hang out with friends i like lost a lot of friends Uh, luckily that I've been able to, you know, keep in touch with now. But like at the time, I just, it was myself and Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of Netflix and like was on the internet and like, I don't know, like I just don't do that anymore because that was such a like a dark time for Mm -hmm. me just to, you know, feel that. So I, I relate with that a lot.
1: Well, as much as I am enjoying talking about this, and this is super interesting, we need to take a quick break.
3: And check
0: the group message. Let's go. So, we have a few sponsors to tell you about this week, but the first is Green Chef. And we haven't told you about Green Chef yet, but this week, uh, support for Still Buffering comes from Green Chef, the first USDA-certified organic meal kit delivery service. Um, Green Chef sends premium organic ingredients and imaginative new recipes each week, and they have a bunch of different meal plans. Uh, They have the paleo, vegan, vegetarian, keto, gluten-free, omnivore, and carnivore meal plans lot of different options for whatever your dietary needs are um each ingredient is thoughtfully sourced and its journey is tracked from planting to plating so let green chef do the meal planning grocery shopping and most of the prep for you week after week and we've all had some experience with green chef taylor you want to talk about Uh, yours yes i i'm super psyched uh on green chef
2: because they have a vegan option and yeah so i've actually made all of my meals this week um And uh, yeah, they're like really easy. I think everything took like maybe a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes from start to finish. And that include probably a good 10 minutes of me like just (laughs) being cooking incapable and just getting everything in order. But uh, yeah, they're really fast recipes. They're really delicious. I like that they, I mean, it's vegan cooking, but it has a lot of like fun, funky ingredients. There's, I did like a, there was like a Greek stuffed pepper that had like a tofu feta. Like, came like a pre-made little ingredient that was super delicious, and I haven't yes. had feta in years, yeah. so, yeah. Um, like, yeah, just, like, really hearty. Uh, they all had, like, you know, a good vegan source of protein in them, which, which I appreciate, um, and, like, really easy cooking techniques to implement, but that made, like, just really beautiful dishes. I was psyched. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it's uh, it's good to mention we talked uh, to you guys about HelloFresh before, uh, we're 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 not we're not cheating. This is a <laughs> Green Chef is owned by HelloFresh, so so we we still enjoy HelloFresh. We enjoy Green Chef. It's all one happy family. And now I can have some <laughs> vegan boxes. Yeah. Um. And you can too, or whatever you know. All of these these optional meal plans. Uh, you can get fifty dollars off of your first box of Green Chef uh, if you go to Green slash buffering. That's fifty dollars off of your first box. So yeah, greenchef.us/slash-buffering. So go
0: check that out. Yeah.
1: Now we have another sponsor to tell you about this week. Uh, one of my one of my personal favorites. The only clothing tab on my search bar, navigation bar, the bar toolbar. You know, internet. The bar at the internet top of the screen, internet screen. That one.
0: Just say internet, and everyone knows you're talking.
1: Modcloth. <laughs> <laughs> Still buffering is supported in part by Modcloth. The fun, friendly spot for style that's as expressive and unique as you. Uh, sunny days are calling it Mod cloth, so it's time to nab everything from travel-inspired prints to breezy sundresses, plus denim, denim, and more denim.
0: Gotta get that denim.
1: Get that denim. And you can find a variety of styles in a full-size range, from extra extra or small to 4XL. Um, I love Mod Cloth. I can't say <laughs> enough about... Um, they have so many adorable dresses. I'll talk about this this time. I have so many dresses that I've bought through the years from ModCloth that um, like every season, they switch it the season. So like this time of year, they have all kinds of comfortable little sundresses that they just, they have, they're, they fit great. I always like things that are kind of loose fitting and flowy and ModCloth is a great place to look for that. They also, of course, have like classic kind of A-line styles and all that, but they have all kinds of funky prints and they're really comfortable to wear. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I have to buy a dress... That is where I, that is my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to check out Mod Cloth and you do, you can get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more by going to ModCloth, that's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter code BUFFERING at checkout. So hurry, this offer expires on September 1st, 2018. Go to ModCloth.com and enter code BUFFERING. Buffering at checkout to get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more.
0: Go check that out too. It's a good deal.
1: Riley hasn't spoken a lot in this episode. I feel like you have something
0: anything to add. <laughs> well, I just like it's not that I don't feel like I I should. It's just like I I am interested hearing about this because I feel like I mean, I've known Elizabeth for like 5 years. I've known her since 8th grade. Mm-hmm. But am um, To me, that means we've had a similar growing up experience because we went through high school and middle school at the same time. But it's like, it's totally different. I mean, thinking about things like, and I don't want to sound like I'm trying to say that my experience was better in any way because I have been attracted to boys. But I mean, you're talking about growing up in a heteronormative society, and it's like the first time I wanted to go on a date with a guy that was not a conversation i had to have with mom and dad Mm -hmm. like hey just letting you know i'm going on a date but it's with a boy like that's i think expected in Mm -hmm. just society that like if you're a guy you're going to date with a girl if you're a girl you're going on a date with a guy but i mean for someone like like you like i mean it's it's different you have to think about like i want to date this person i want to spend time with this person but it's a whole conversation you have to have and it's a part of yourself that you have to embrace and it's like I'm not talking because I just it's interesting for me to know that like <laughs> we have gone through everything at the same time but everything's been so different I mean things like school dances was that is that stuff like that hard for you
3: um it was definitely like a big thing like even this past one like because I chose to not wear a dress right because that's just not something that like I enjoyed wearing sure. and that was like a whole Battle like, and I just looked around and I was like, Wow, I all these people feel comfortable, and like that's how I've kind of always felt. Like, you know, freshman year, I went w- with a, a date, a guy mm. that I played DD with, <laughs> embarrassingly <laughs> enough. Um, and uh, you, you are among friends here, yeah, it's yeah, fine, yeah. trust me. And, <laughs> um, what
1: class do you play? What do you like?
2: To <laughs> we'll talk about that later, Go ahead. <laughs>
3: uh, but um. But yeah, like, I just remember looking at him and I was like, wow, it'd be so nice to like, not be in this uncomfortable dress, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, be comfortable talking to people and not feel like so ugly and weird. And I'm like, just seeing myself, um, you know, throughout this past year, like I've just changed so much. And it, all it was is just being proud of myself mm-hmm. and being confident and being sure of who I am. And like, that just like, is monumental. Like that, that's just like four years. That's yeah. crazy. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, school dances were just never something that I looked forward to, ever. It was something that I dreaded, and I never understood it. I was like, all these girls, like, in July already have their homecoming and prom dresses picked out, and I was like, I don't know, I'll order something on Amazon the week before. <laughs> I just really didn't care. Yeah. But, so, yeah, that's kind of my mean, experience with that.
0: Yeah, and those are, I mean, what we call, like, usual, stereotypical high school teen experiences mm-hmm. that we talk about a lot here, and... I've talked about feeling the same way about them, but for so many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, it was not because I felt uncomfortable or felt unsure of who I was. It was just because, like, you know, it wasn't my thing. But to think about, I mean, you felt the same way, but it was just, I don't know. It's just all of this is very enlightening to me as well because it's so different, the experiences we had throughout high school for so many Mm -hmm. reasons. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and you, you brought up dating and I would think that would be a whole other like hurdle within the, I mean, certainly no matter what age we are, dating is hard because you got to figure out, is this other person into me before I ask him out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then in high school, because it is a microcosm and like everybody's talking about everybody and to everybody and it can be difficult. It can be like mm-hmm. a jungle sometimes. And then you're also trying to figure out... Could this person be into me? Like I'm yeah. not sure. I think I'm feeling this person and I don't know if they're feeling me back because I don't know what their sexual preference is.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely something more difficult to like as well. and it you just feel really, um, I don't know, at a loss because your dating pool is so much smaller mm-hmm. in high school and you're just like, wow, it'd be so much easier if you know fifty percent of the people in this school, like everyone else, can you know choose whoever. Yeah. You know, date the opposite sex and like it's totally fine. But I don't know. Like that's never really been that much of a problem for me. Mm -hmm. I've only like dated two people and like they've been for kind of a longer period of time. So that was never really my concern. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm sure for other people like that was like a main.
1: Sure. Taylor, do you think that was more of a struggle for you back when people didn't talk about it as much? People weren't not as I should say people weren't out as often. the way
2: I do think it's only it's only in recent years um, and I mean in New York City of all places that I feel comfortable like not I don't I don't hit on people I have no game but like starting (laughs) a conversation with a cute girl at a bar who maybe maybe not I don't know but I'm gonna try to talk to you like I think in the past I felt like I had to go to a safe space I had to go to a definite like this is a gay bar so if you're here I get to make the assumption that maybe you're not straight. Like that's, I think that's why those exist because we need those spaces where we can go and, you know, you're mm-hmm. not in danger of, of I know, com- coming onto a straight person that doesn't appreciate your, your approach. If you're at a gay bar, it's a safe space. And I think that, you know, now, now in my adult life, like, I think it's a little bit more okay to kind of like, just talk to somebody and just, it's, if the worst thing that happens is I got some mixed signals, it's, that's okay. Cause I think people are more accepting and more okay, all right with that, but I think in the past that was just that was the fear like how else do you meet people mm-hmm. as an adult other than like in your workplace or going out at night and you went to places where there was a certain amount of an assumption like this is okay here
1: um, I have kind of an off the wall question and I Riley even you get to answer this one <laughs> <laughs> I, I was sitting here thinking about all this from like I'm a I'm a family doctor and I take care of all ages so I take care of teens too and I One of the things that we ask and we're supposed to ask and part of like, well, well, checkups, just like checkups is like, do you have sex with men or women or both? And like, we're always supposed to ask that question. And we train doctors to ask that question. And I will tell you that there are probably a lot of doctors who don't ever ask about sexual preference in any way, because probably just comfort level how it's it's hard to talk about sex. And then to get into questions of sexual preference. And then when you've got teenagers, it's a whole other thing because you usually got a parent there too. And you don't know who knows what or who's comfortable talking about what. And I would say there are probably a lot of physicians who ignore that whole conversation just because it gets hard and they're not sure how to broach it. it do, have any of you ever been asked that in a doctor's office?
3: I, um, I know there's like a paper at my doctor's mm-hmm. office and I remember it was so uncomfortable i was sitting with my mom um and this was like maybe a month or two after that whole incident happened where Uh uh, they outed me to myself um, (laughs) and she was filling it out and then she like she like tapped on my shoulder and was like what should i put but it was like in kind of like a mean tone she was like do you want me to put like like doesn't want to like answer like Mm because there was that option too and i was like just put the one where like i like girls Mm -hmm. and she was like and, like, oh. checked it so i mean that's uh, kind of my experience with that but mm-hmm. like i don't think my doctors ever like approached me about that ever talked to you about it yeah have you
0: Riley, no. no because i mean Cindy, you work at our local hospital and well that's
1: true. Your doctor knows your sexual preference. All my
0: Well, all that and also all my doctors have been your friends or yeah. people that you know. So I think maybe they don't cuz they're like this is Sydney's little sister. I, I don't I
1: don't want to. Cuz I, I do. That's fair. That's fair cuz I well, I also fill her in on things like so Riley I mean, has a boyfriend now. She's
0: met <laughs> she's met my boyfriend because Yeah. I see her outside of just the doctor's office. It's a bad representation. Yeah. Taylor has anybody <laughs>
2: Uh, I've, I've been asked that question, but it's never been in a situation where I had a, a, a parent around. That's only been in my adult life. Like I mm-hmm. think once in college and then once at Planned Parenthood. And I mean, I, I maybe I just know my local Planned Parenthood, but they'll, they you can have a chat with them. <laughs> yeah. all like, oh, like super like, oh, great. Like, do you have any questions for me? Like anything across, whatever. I, that's a very safe place where, especially for people that aren't straight, like you can have. You can ask a lot of questions i feel like they're all trained at being really good about that
1: that's that's interesting to hear because i feel like that's something i have in recent years become much more aware of and i tried like really hard to if the parents are agreeable get them to leave the room for a minute and talk to teens about this stuff because like one i mean not just for like sexual health issues although that is an important thing um, but two, like, because there are so many young people who are kind of coming to terms with their own sexuality and are also, um, maybe struggling with anxiety or depression related to that, it's a really important question to be asking. And it's a really important thing to like talk about. And, um, I just, I, I was curious about that because it, it really is something like, like your pediatrician or family doctor should be talking to you about, yeah. you know, I don't know. I was just curious if that is. That We yeah. need to get better about that, I, I know, in the healthcare community.
0: I think it's interesting you bring that up, the topic of, like, sexual health, I guess, mm-hmm. for, for all teens and people. Um, but I'm kind of going back through all the episodes we've done, just me talking, and we did an episode on sex ed class mm-hmm. in high school, middle school, whatever. And that's another thing that I'm thinking about, this sex ed class. I mean, we both had the same sex ed class at the same high school. Mm-hmm. I don't think they talked about that kind of thing being gay either I mean either guys or girls yeah
3: no not at all and like personally I'm terrified of STDs I don't know about anyone else but <laughs> sure um <laughs> that's yeah, understandable no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and like I I don't know like about how to protect myself really like there's this weird like dental damn things I don't <laughs> know like that's weird and scary yeah. and I don't want to <laughs> do that Oh. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, I, mm-hmm. I have no information. I, I don't even know. I mean, I'm sure I could get on the internet, but, like, my school's not prepared me to know anything yeah. about that. Yeah, And, like...
0: I mean, I was always told, get condoms. Yeah, but, like, what do I do with that? Right. Nothing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and that's another thing that, like, it's we're like that. talking about a very heteronormative society. It's just, like, that's... Mm-hmm. Sex ed class was taught for straight people. Mostly yeah. by straight people. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: No, that that's very true. I don't ever remember any any issues like that being addressed in any health
0: class I was in. And I guess that's something that hasn't changed much because, you know, I, I
1: remember, I remember the only thing I will say, we had this revolutionary health teacher in middle school who like made us learn about every sexual practice under the sun. <sighs> so everything, oh, that, really? everything that any combination of people can do together, we learned about in that class. I hate that so much. And <laughs> no, I'm here for that. That's cool. <laughs> it, I mean, we really did. And it, uh, like I learned a lot in that class Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but 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 that was but it was like this one teacher because I I, and I remember her because I remember the parent there were a lot of parents who were very angry because kids came home and were like I learned about anal sex today in class Ah. (laughs) and and, and, and the parents were concerned but anyway that was the only one she was the only the only revolutionary who was like I'm going to talk about all of sexual health all through high school I don't I don't think I learned anything about it
2: man I I, I must have had a different middle school teacher because I remember, was this middle school?
1: She, oh. Yeah, she didn't last long because she was, <laughs> she was speaking the truth.
2: Well, they, I remember playing a weird, messed up game where we had physically dangerous, morally dangerous, or safe. Three categories, oh. and we had to put different sex acts into that. Morally dangerous was a category, what oh that's terrible so so you might not not yeah uh i'm trying to think like uh what was it i think like um i I mean i don't want to get graphic this is a this is an all-ages podcast but anything that i don't know like hey your digits that's not dangerous but it's morally dangerous it's a bad thing to do
1: that. Oh that's terrible. See, that yeah. was a variation. The way we learned about everything is we played a game called Risky Business where <laughs> you had to talk about what what your risk of getting a sexually transmitted infection was with these various practices. And like it started with holding hands and yeah. then went all the way to like the big stuff and mm. everything was covered. And so we that was mm-hmm. how we learned about. It. We each had a <laughs> note card with a sexual practice on it that we had to read and describe to the class.
0: Oh, all I remember <laughs> um it's We had a game where we filled up in eighth grade, I think we each had a water cup and on the bottom, it was marked whether you started clean or with an STD and what the STD was. And then we would stand up at the front and pour some water from our cup into someone else's cup and they would pour some from theirs into ours. Mm -hmm. And then we would do that with a bunch of other people. And at the end, we'd all reveal what STDs we all had and we would go through and say well you poured water into this person's cup and they poured into yours but they had just gotten water poured into their cup by this person's so now and by the end i had like you know i have herpes i have hiv (laughs) i have um uh syphilis like i have literally every std because everyone in this classroom had one std and i guess you're trying
3: to tell us that everyone in this classroom had sex with each other and now we all have all of the stds yeah i remember that everyone just felt really weird and looked at each other (laughs) uncomfortably Because you put a bunch I, of your, like 12 and
0: 13 year olds in a room and said, Well, you just poured water into their cup, but that means you had sex with them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: America, listen, our teens are smarter than this. <laughs> <laughs> we can just teach them about sexually transmitted fact We don't have to turn it into fun party games. <laughs> <laughs> Worst party games. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, like you'll play that weird game, but you won't like teach people how to open an apply a condom like i don't know it's, yeah it's well or, or yeah or what is a dental dam like that's not a thing that's who knows no, yeah
0: <laughs> we did we did make a game out of applying condoms in my health class in high school oh really if you had the same experience but i missed that da- i missed class on that day on purpose because oh she was timing people to see who could put the condom on the banana fastest
3: that is a little mortifying yeah <laughs>
1: whatever you want to know about sex ed i'll teach hey, you hey said I know. That. I've been trying to talk to Riley about sex forever she won't let me I did the same with Taylor she won't let me either
2: I I mean but you know that's that's I I, and this is I don't have an answer for this but man what about if you're asexual which is valid like those classes are Mm -hmm. terrible like that's like that's like (laughs) scarring having to do that as somebody that has no sexual attraction yeah.
1: Right. Well, it's a whole other level of, of assuming we assume we've talked about how there's a lot of society and culture that assumes everybody's straight. And then yeah. there's a lot of it that assumes not only you're straight, but you definitely want to have sex. Right. Everybody right. does. Yeah. And obviously that's not true for everyone. Yeah. I
2: mean, I mean we should obviously um, still have the classes, but I was like, oh, man, but from that perspective, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, even things like, I remember back when we were in school, they did that weird dating thing where you had to, we had to like fill out this questionnaire and everybody in school did, and then they would give you like a list of your perfect matches in the school. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that thing? Yeah. And it would be like your top five is whoever just answered the questions the most the same as you. But like, yeah, but it, it was like, like, I got a list of five boys. Here are your five boys that you could choose from. That's...
0: Well, we haven't done that, yeah. I don't think. <laughs>
1: Well, I would hope not, because yeah. that's, that's messed up on many levels. Yeah, that's just kind of <laughs> gross. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but, I mean, that, but that's true. I, I, and we also did the things, like, do you guys still send people, like, Valentine's and stuff, secret admirer things on Valentine's Day? Yes. Yeah.
3: It's, like, little, like, fake roses with, like, two chocolate kisses, like, mm-hmm. on top to, like, look mm-hmm. like a flower. Mm-hmm. And all of my experiences of that have been uncomfortable. leaving it at that okay
1: (laughs) which i mean to be fair when we set up these situations in high school we're just asking to make people uncomfortable no matter what aren't we yeah yeah like this is really unfair on multiple levels
2: yeah but i I think that the 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 really kind of dark ugly side to that is that it is kind of reinforcing this idea like well if you're uncomfortable with this maybe there's something wrong with you Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's a lot of like that's heteronormative like reinforcement that like, you know, you should you should hope a boy sends you a chocolate rose and you should want to <laughs> wear a pretty dress. that You start planning four months ahead of time to prom like mm-hmm. you're kind of told mm-hmm. those things. And when you realize that's not true about me, oh, no, there's something wrong with me.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and we're we're even just like we're scratching the surface talking about sexuality. But then if you start to get into issues of, of anyone who is not you know doesn't define themselves by the like a traditional gender binary Mm -hmm. right like if you're if you are anywhere if you're gender fluid if you know if if you're transgender none of these things really apply to you and we don't and in health class
0: and the way that we about that in terms of like in elementary school and they separate the boys from the girls and do the boy health class and the girl health class Mm -hmm. it's like what about kids who don't align with either of those mm-hmm. or who don't fit with where they've been put like right i don't know just
3: we even still do that like i unfortunately had to take gym class my senior year <laughs> don't ask <laughs> and, uh, uh, and like a lot of the games it was like okay boys over here girls over here we're doing the pacer test boys over here girls over here mm-hmm. like you know and i think about that i'd be like that'd really suck if like i like didn't feel like that or like i i don't know mm-hmm. like that's just why do we do that? Why do yeah. we have gender? That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just be a person. <laughs>
3: yeah. I
1: know, right? Well, and I mean, when it comes to like health class, when we separate like the boys and the girls, w-
0: why do we think that
1: we don't all need to know about Yeah, all <laughs> sexual health? Like we really all need to know this stuff. I and mean.
0: From what I have understood thinking about, because I mean, that was mostly in elementary school. We've separated boys and girls and talked about things like puberty mm-hmm. is what I think we were being separated for. I under what I understand most of it was because they were talking to the girls about periods, mm-hmm. and they didn't want boys to know about that. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> I think they should. Yeah, <laughs> I think everyone should know about all the things. Yeah, and all the you time,
2: know, some some boys have periods and some girls don't. So exactly, it's, it's, you know, it's for everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah, that
0: that's very true. That that, um, do they still do that? I I mean, that was in elementary school oh, for okay. me I don't know if we, we haven't talked. been in there in a few years yeah so I don't okay know. <laughs> for sure yeah. uh they so that's our first you know little mini tampon and pad and
3: <laughs> yeah and we were like what do I do, what with do, we do with this? This? <laughs> yeah
1: um in in health class now for you for teenagers though I mean like obviously you have health class all together do they spend a lot of time even talking about sex because I don't feel like we even talked about sex that much I mean
3: well, we had a sex ed lady come in, yeah, and all I remember was like seeing like the gross STD pictures as you usually do, yeah, scary, mm-hmm. and then like doing a lot of like weird like acting out things and like worksheets on like saying no and like mm-hmm. safe dating and like rape and st- I don't know, just like stuff like that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's one lady who comes in for what like six weeks i think
3: it's like, that Yeah, i was gonna
0: say not a long time and that's yeah. our our sex unit i guess yeah our sex unit uh, it was it was a lot of worksheets on like how to say no if you don't want to have sex and this is how you put a condom on and this is what happens if you get syphilis
3: yeah.
0: so don't oh and also like birth control too. and birth control yeah, yeah.
1: I have a limerick that recounts what happens if you get syphilis. If you're ever interested,
3: that's scary.
0: <laughs> do I want to hear it now? I, I do, but I wa-
2: don't think it's appropriate for still
3: buffering. It's so inappropriate. Okay, <laughs> so <no. laughs>
1: um, well, that's something, but it still that still assumes uh, and like from what you've said, like it sounds like there's some issues with safe dating and some women specific health issues that maybe are a little better because I don't they never talk about safe yeah. dating when we were in school I don't no. remember anything about that um or like but, it's okay did, to say no yeah no means no none of that <laughs> I mean <laughs> right unless I'm wrong Tay do you remember ever talking about that kind of stuff
2: no and I I and we definitely did not do any sort of like we, we didn't do the whole like this is how you work a condom thing that was still I think we still had the abstinence only focused curriculum when Mm -hmm. we were going
1: through and i I hope that's changed uh, across the country but uh i don't know for sure you guys learned about condoms so that's something in birth control
0: i think the best thing that i learned was a page we had i don't know if you remember this but it was like 101 ways to say no oh my god yes to sex and i mean i think the most the best one is just like no i i don't want to (laughs) but it was like i guess a hundred ways to like I don't know. It was a little weird because it was almost saying like, if you still want to seem cool, but uh, you want to say no. Yeah, they were a lot of like. I, some of them were kind of ridiculous because you're coming up with a hundred one <laughs> ways to just say the word no.
2: Yeah, I'm a little bothered by that. Like, why do we need a hundred
1: ways? Isn't
0: yeah.
2: there
1: just the one? No. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. don't even have to say I don't want to. You can just say nope. no. <laughs> no explanation required. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, but I mean, it's I guess it's advancing in that sense. But when it comes to like. Being educational for people who, honestly, for people who aren't straight, cisgendered people mm-hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. health education does not cover everything you need to know, I think, still. Yeah. Um, but at least, you
1: know, from, from kind of comparing and contrasting, it sounds like the, the fact that we do live here in West Virginia, <laughs> which is not exactly the most progressive place on the planet. Fair. Yeah. Although I like our city, isn't too bad. I feel yeah, like yeah, like
3: Huntington and like Charleston, like they're pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I feel like I feel like we do better than especially than most small towns. I think we do better. Yeah. Um. That being said, obviously things have changed a lot over time, and it sounds like for the better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Because I I really just can't I can't imagine um the friends that I had in high school who I knew were gay or or just not straight. I can't imagine them wanting the rest of the school, like at that time to know Mm -hmm. Um, they would have been scared for that. Except for the very few, very few who were, and those were people who like, uh, you know, they were very brave to do it because I know they took crap for it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I remember it.
0: I think for me, um, experiencing it from the other side, like, I mean, anyone I've known throughout high school, including you, who I've known that someone was like, Oh, Hey, they're dating someone of the same gender. Like, they're gay or they're bi it's never for me been like oh so now that's my gay friend (laughs) or like sure that's my friend who's a girl and is dating a girl like Mm -hmm. it's always just been like okay that's cool like that's i i I don't think twice about it like Mm -hmm. i don't even i don't even remember there being a time when i heard that about you for the first time i just know that that's a thing like i knew about you and it was never like oh i need a minute to think about this how does this Mm -hmm. change my relationship with this person yeah I think that's, I mean, I think I speak for, I'd say most people feel that way. Mm-hmm. I know the, the occasional jerk in person who has something bad to say about it, but I think that's at least for the better, that for the most part, the people on the other end of that who are supporting them, who have friends or relatives or loved ones or whatever, that mm-hmm. it's shifted.
3: Mm-hmm. Which I think is awesome. Like, yeah. I think just like the amount of support and like just the mindset that most people like Riley have is just like. So cool, and like I'm really glad to be living in a time where that's such a large thing. Yeah. So.
1: I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's very you're 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 very strong. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you said a lot of great things.
3: Thank you. Agreed.
1: Oh, no, I I think that's great. This was um I, when we were thinking about doing this episode, I was thinking a lot about um you know when I was growing up when we were when we were teenagers, uh. I always I always knew I wasn't exactly like everybody else. Um I always knew that I had feelings that were different, but I also liked some boys, and so it was mm-hmm. it was very easy for me to just kind of ignore anything that didn't that didn't fit into what I thought everybody expected. Yeah. Um and it, it's funny to think about like I don't know what my life would be like if I were a teenager now as opposed to when I was in high school. Um, I always think, like, it doesn't, and this isn't true, but I always think it doesn't matter because I I joke I'm just and sexual now. I fell in love with my husband. <laughs> I, I fell in love with Justin. I love him. I can't see yeah. my... I know. I know. <laughs> Justin said that in front of mom, by the way. He said, well, you're Justin sexual now. <laughs> ah. Which oh, no. it, it, To be fair, he was just re- repeating me. He's not being like a weird macho dude. Like he just <laughs> was repeating what I said. Yeah. But I did. I fell in love with Justin and I, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't like, I don't think straight or gay or... But I'm, I mean,
0: you're saying you did not because you're a guy or you're a girl and he was a guy. No, he's because who he I love. A person that you love.
1: And I can't see a day, God willing, that we would ever not be together. I mean, <laughs> I have no plans of ever being with anybody other than him because I love him. And so like I live my life for all intents and purposes as a straight woman because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm married to a man. We have two kids. I that and that I've always felt like it was unfair of me to say anything else because I don't ever have to face anything else from society i can keep i can keep everything that i am inside inside and no one ever has to know different and i don't know i felt like maybe that's not being honest maybe that's not being true to who i am because i guess i i guess i am a i am a bisexual woman I don't think I've ever said that out loud. <laughs> I've never heard you say that Cindy. I'm gonna cry. Aww. Well, but it, it doesn't no, I mean, it, we've talked about it. It feels I you know. know, but it feels unfair because I'm I'm married to a man and I don't I don't know. I don't well, I don't wanna <laughs> that, claim some special recognition that I don't you know what I mean? Yeah. I Does that well, make sense?
3: i oh you can go ahead. No, I, I you please uh, talk. Okay, well I was just gonna say that like I think sexuality is such a fluid thing. I don't think mm-hmm. most people are like entirely straight. And i don't think anyone's entirely gay we are just people who like people and that's what we're put on earth to do just like find other people help people you know have relationships w- with them whether that be platonic or romantic or in any other like way mm-hmm. so i think you know that's totally fine and like anyone can identify however they want because it's themselves and yeah uh, you know
2: and you're not taking anything away from the rest of the community if anything you're adding yourself to it and that's powerful because a lot of people respect you and look up to you (laughs) and that's Mm -hmm. the thing it doesn't like you know if you if you're bisexual pansexual if you you don't believe in a gender binary if you're not binary yourself you might end up in a relationship that resembles a heterosexual relationship but that doesn't invalidate your identity and you Mm -hmm. you should never feel like that 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 takes you out of the club
1: well thank you. <laughs> um thank you all both. Thank yeah, you. Thank you so Elizabeth. much. Elizabeth, thank you, Tay, for sharing everything you both have shared. Riley, thank you for being here. <laughs> yes. I I mean You contribute, you always do. I'm kidding I know. You.
0: And I know this isn't I mean, I want to say this isn't my place to speak because I'm not gay. I don't I don't think I'm bisexual or anything. I've I'm i've only ever dated one person my whole life and it's been a heterosexual (laughs) relationship so like who knows but but i still like this has just been like such an educational thing for me that like i'm almost just sitting here like i've i've never thought anything about anyone being gay anything bisexual straight whatever like that's never been anything that's crossed my mind just like people like people Mm -hmm. but because of that i've also been kind of ignorant i think in a sense to like the differences that someone like Elizabeth has had in high school compared to me were like maybe I had a sucky high school experience at times but it was not for the same reasons and it was not because of anything like this and it's just like being able to hear stuff like this is so like enlightening to me and it makes me feel like I have a better understanding of how people who are so different from me but who I also care about are living life and it's like I'm still proud of everyone and I'm still like <laughs> <laughs> I wanna celebrate everyone for who yeah. they are and even though I'm straight for whatever I mean for all purposes, if I want to define myself right now, I guess I'm straight. But <laughs> you know, I still think that anyone who identifies themselves as whatever is is cool with me and should be cool with everyone else and proud of who they are.
3: Well, I think that's an awesome mindset to have and I wish everyone Thanks. did. So <laughs> Me
0: too. <laughs> Agreed. Awesome.
1: Yeah, we've come a long way. Obviously there's still there's still a ways to go.
0: Yeah. I think there always, always will be.
1: Yeah. But. For sure. Which is why it's so important that we celebrate pride and celebrate everybody who is being who they are and everybody who is not ready yet to say who they are, Mm -hmm. that hopefully they'll, they'll get to that place where they're comfortable enough to tell their friends and family and loved ones and be exactly who they are openly that they are on the inside. Um, I think, I think, that like talking about things like this, doing episodes about it, and celebrating, hopefully helps people feel a little more comfortable and and do that, absolutely. yeah, and show you that like there's support. You're not alone. There are lots of people you can talk to. Yeah, and, and it,
2: um, it is a journey. You know, it takes a lot of it. It takes a lot of work, and it, it's hard to get there. Like you know, it's not. It's it's okay if you're if you're struggling or you're
1: just not sure. Yeah, absolutely. And all you doctors out there, please start talking, to, especially <laughs> you teens about this. Please. I can't be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> the only doctor in all of everywhere. <laughs> no, no, I know there are other doctors who are doing this. It, I, it may be selection bias. We're still in West Virginia. But yeah. I know there are other ones who are doing this. But but that's important so that everybody knows they're not alone. Well, thank you all again. Thanks, Elizabeth, thank for joining me. me. Anytime.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you're welcome anytime on our show. <laughs> thank you. Because <laughs> like you said, there are, there are lots of cool things that we haven't gotten to learn about you and know about you yet other than this thing. So, mm-hmm. you know. Well, thank you. Anything else you ever have your teen expertise you want to share on? <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: I'll keep that in mind.
1: Um, and thank you, sisters, as always, nice. for being here. Th- thank <laughs> for you. For being my sisters and sharing. <laughs> thank uh, and thank well. you. <laughs> thank you everybody who listens to our show you can check out a lot of other great podcasts at MaximumFun.org uh, you can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org if you have thoughts or suggestions or questions and you can tweet at us at stillbuff that's it it's just at stillbuff I <laughs> thought there was more it's <laughs> not still buffering. somebody's still squatting on that still buffering. <laughs> they're not using it but we're at stillbuff yeah. uh, and thank you to the novellas for, your themes, for our theme song Baby Change Your Mind
0: This has been Still Buffering, A Sister's Guide to Teens Through the Ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And And I was was two. Two. (laughs) Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Happy Pride!
1: Well, Adam, we're still putting out the Greatest Discovery podcast while we wait for season two. What are we doing with these episodes? We've uh, talked to a whole bunch of interesting people like the Wall Street Journal's Ben Fritz and MaximumFun.org's own Danielle Radford. We're kind of using this time to find ways to entertain ourselves and you while we wait for the next season. So catch yourself up with Star Trek Discovery and join us Tuesday
0: on the Greatest Discovery... On MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Listener supported.